Oh, hello. Drink with me. Today's gone by. Drink with me. Here's to love. Here's to pretty girls who went to our beds. Um, I don't remember Lamez anymore. That's that's unfortunate because somewhere I have an Instagram story of you and Lydia Barnett Mulligan doing a full edition oh, of Les Mis in in the lobby of Beck Bay. <laughs> Do you remember when I was really actively attempting to push a uh, Broadway yoga <laughs> as like the antidote to hip hop? Not the I, antidote. That's the wrong word. As the <laughs> companion. You know, it would be a great antidote to hip hop yoga. A but. yoga class that actually played hip hop music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Agreed, Hot registered, <laughs> delivered. Hot take. That's a Ginsburn. <laughs> oh. Ryan, I don't feel well. Oh. Ryan, I don't know what's happening in the world. I have a bird feeder that I'm looking at and those little birds come for their free lunch and they show me their little birdie wings and their birdie butts and then they fly away. And outside this window, the seasons come marching slowly on and in here I melt and age. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. So, uh... Indoor, indoor Kate is a cranky Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so here's why I, here's what I'm realizing about quarantine yoga. Yes. I have no patience. <laughs> None. I get 10 minutes into a class and I'm like, nope. Yeah. Nope. And I don't know if that's because, um, my attention span is just shot to shit, but I um I can handle when a class begins with Shavasana. Like uh-huh. you, you, you taught a class about quieting. And that to me was like um addressing the fact that quieting is difficult. <laughs> you know? So it was like this intentional awareness of what I specifically was going through and I could handle that. It was still yeah. very difficult, but like it felt like okay, we're here for a reason. The thing that I find myself becoming increasingly intolerant of, I'm not saying this is good or fair or right, I'm just saying it is, uh, is uh, queuing. Let me be specific. Over queuing. In the realm of turn your left foot out, turn your right foot and feel the skin on your outer calf lift into your (laughs) outer knee. Into your, can't into feel your it. vagina. Into- I don't want to feel it. Just get me out of this shape. Put me in another one. And then get me in another one. And then don't fucking talk about it. <laughs> Just drive me through like a, like a wild eucalyptus pony. I just... <laughs> <laughs> like a like a like a like a I need to be broken like a wild mare. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. Old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. Oh my god. Uh where I'm going with this is I feel intolerant and I crave quicker movement. And I know that that might mean just in the beginning I need to be like like a bread bread trails of either shavasana or like quicker movement 
and then then you can drop me into stillness but it confirms that the way i'm teaching is the way i'm practicing because i don't have it in the tank and part of it is because when you there's like an urgency of asana in that i don't know that the amount of time i have before my two-year-old demands my attention so i feel this like appetite to compress yoga or some standing poses into a shorter yeah. period of time before i can i don't i don't know exist but talking about a sliding shoulder location you know like just lifting my arms in the air and talking a lot about it <laughs> <laughs> I struggle yeah. with. I I I think I would struggle with that too. Um, like uh, every class I take, every class I take, the main question in my head is, okay, but why, 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 why do you want me to do that? Why is why is right now in this moment in this context the appropriate time to talk about the glenohumeral rhythm? <laughs> glenohumeral rhythm. Yep. I don't know, Captain. <laughs> How about you? How's uh? How's practice? How's the... I look like Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> um, practice is practice is good. Uh, I um, I think a there's a couple interesting, like, I feel like I have to plan more classes than I would do in person each week. Like I teach five asana classes right now. And normally I would pretty much teach like the same thing throughout the course of the week. Maybe it would start to vary a little bit by the time I got to Saturday, which is my last class of the week. Um, or if I just got sick of it, I would switch it up on Saturday. But m most of the time, it would it would remain pretty consistent. You know, obviously, depending, varying slightly depending on the human beings in the room. And because people are taking so much yoga now, I just. I feel this pressure because like the people who are in the class on Tuesday, then will also be in the class on Wednesday, then will also be in the <laughs> class on Thursday, then will also be in the class. <laughs> and like, sometimes it's fine. Like I, I'm like, I will probably refocus this afternoon what I'm teaching just because like that quieting theme is challenging. Um, so I don't necessarily want to like hammer that for an entire entire week um maybe you do it one class this week one class next yeah, week. yeah that's that's the other that's thing that i have i have thought of doing is kind of like picking a couple of of themes and like winding them through and that's i mean in general i think i said this on on some other podcast recording but in general i am trying to organize myself a little more conceptually than um, 
trying to teach like a particular pose like you were in class la- yesterday like it it wasn't really about um like what I don't even remember like what the the basic postures that we ended up doing were like dog pose a lunge and pyramid pyramid <laughs> but like that those were by no means oh and jana shashasana like the, but those were by no means the like focal point like i could have taught that class with any sequence pretty much i mean maybe not with handstands <laughs> but but like the the pose content was not necessarily the super important to to that particular class um or at least i i didn't perceive it to be um uh but the um but the interesting thing is when i actually get to practice on my own it just like I could never teach. Like if I just wrote down, like like I've wrote down what I did for practice on a given day, and so like oh, I'm going to teach this, people would be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, same thing. Like I when mean, I let the when I let the leash go on myself, I'm like, "This would, yeah, no," because I'm I'm going to move around like a hummingbird, and then I'm going to sit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to move around like a hummingbird, and <laughs> I'm going to sit. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that's part, part of it is because there is, there is a significant amount of uh, seated practice. And so like folks aren't coming to an asana class for seated practice, at least not in the way that we've constructed this sort of artifice of yoga practice, <laughs> um, or maybe we haven't, but it has been um, constructed in a way that we have to interact with. Um, and um there is so much going on on so many layers physically emotionally intellectually that i spend a great deal of my practice just trying to respond and 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 care for what's going on in my experience that like it doesn't make for a great class because it would almost require that someone was having the exact same physical, emotional, and intellectual experience that I was having in that moment. And so like- Isn't that all? Um, it It is, but there's not, um, like, let me be clear. It's not like I'm not letting some of those nuggets of, uh, practice then inform what I actually end up teaching. It's just that I have to put it into a container that feels still like an asana class. There were air quotes there, which do not translate to a podcasting medium. (laughs) But it's tricky. It's very tricky. It's so tricky. I'll I'll tell you. Um, I always try to listen carefully to what comes easy. 
I think that there is uh, efficiency and also a deeper wisdom when something comes easy in terms of its creation. Uh, and I've been, you know, just finished week two of teaching um, the Sleep Soundly Yoga Nidra class. And um, I, that, has been the closest to my practice that I've yeah. been teaching in a really long time. Like roll around on the bed or on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> here, here are some shapes. And then the other half is approximately yoga nidra. Um, where it's, it's, it's genuinely in my mind, a linguistic exercise in going through the layers. Mm-hmm. And that feels easy. And I think right now it's okay for everybody, teachers and students alike, to just do what feels easy. Not because it's lazy, but because there's, I think that there's a wisdom to the lack of resistance for, I don't know. I I think I'm also just trying to rationalize my inability to do like hard things right now. (laughs) But also, I mean, sometimes the, there are, days where what comes easy is a is a purely physical um like there are days where the most skillful thing for me to do is work with like the gross physical body in a really like clear and methodical way because that that is it's not that it's necessarily um, easy throughout the whole practice, but it's just so clear that that is the most helpful thing to do is to focus on something that I can tangibly feel and and interact with. And sometimes that ends up um, leading me down the route of some, you know, more uh, vigorous or more um, complex postures. Not still, not like it's not like I have a whole like grab bag of complex postures in my back pocket that I can do. But for for me, like, you know, it's been a long time since there have been multiple days in the course of the week where I'm like, no, I want to do all like a fully like inverted practice and go through handstand, forearm balance, headstand, shoulder stand, plow, like to, to really work, work with those postures. Um, uh, And some days that, that is really appropriate in other days it, what comes uh easy looks very very different and you see this expressed too i think just in our um and i have seen a few people write about this and and just trying to let ourselves be okay with whatever is possible on a given day that there are going to be days where like all of a sudden there's energy to like do shit either around the house or, you know, to go outside for a walk, to go outside for a run, like whatever the case may be, um, there are going to be days where you have energy to do it. And then there are going to be other days where you're just like, fuck, I cannot get off the couch. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Speaking of not being able to get off the couch, um, uh, Mrs. America on Hulu. What? Pure brilliance. Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Schlafly, oh. um, Tracy Ullman as Betty Friedan, um, Rose Brin as Gloria Steinem. 
um uh the list goes on i could you know this is just a spectacular I, so it's hulu it's hulu the first four episodes are are up um and it's really really great like really really great that's what i when i ran out of steam yesterday that's what i what i retreated to <laughs> i would very much like to watch that um and uh, anyways um And I think, at least for me, it's like, it, it's actually really hard to, like, it's almost like when there are those days when I am trying to be productive, productive, there's some part of myself that's like, no, 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 you should rest now. You should rest. You should rest. And then there's the days when I'm feeling like lethargic and like, can't, can't really do anything. There is like the inner voice that's like, no, you should get up and do something. You need, you need to be productive. And like, it's so interesting because it's like some part of me knows that I will cycle back around into productivity <laughs> and into, you know, having um, uh, the energy to do, do things again. But then um, there's still that sort of self... Um, shooting that occurs well and like where does it come from i think understanding where the should comes from is helpful so it comes from our internal family systems it also comes from our actual family systems it comes from puritan new england underpinnings like i yes yes Um, because the shooting is it's a it's it's a generational inheritance um that is um <sighs> unfortunate especially in a time of complete global crisis <laughs> um But I have to say, I like. There's part of me that's really grateful for the fact that I'm going through all of this, like pretty much completely alone in my apartment. Because then, like, there's no possibility of, like, my roommate being on the other side of the scale. Because I feel like that would be really difficult. If like one day I was like, I can't move. And he was like, oh, we got to do all the things. We got to do this. We got to do that. And then like we like the poles like switched. Like if those if those like interweaving of of um, moods and energies ever got like so disparate, I feel like it would be really annoying. Um, Where is your roommate? Are they around? No, no, he's he's staying with his boyfriend. Um, God. But then, of course, there are other parts of the isolation that suck quite a bit. <laughs> but but I am I think it's one of those things where it's like people I know who are living in a house with lots of people are living being like in a house with family like actually 
really like would love some alone time and then people who are all alone are like "Eh, it's not all that it's cracked up to be (laughs) and then there is uh people like me who who are experiencing both like i'm not gonna say it's the best of both worlds it's like i get a little dose of each awful yeah you know uh just in terms of when frankie's there yeah yeah it's um and then there's times where you know i have a pocket of being alone and transitioning is you know in general not like a human strength but it's definitely not a kate strength and uh, so like (laughs) shifting gears i'm constantly shifting gears i'm constantly finding my footing finding a groove and then having it ripped away because that's just the nature of my life right now so it's a practice and figuring out how to peacefully shift gears which means i'm constantly checking in with the shooting oh yeah. i'm shifting gears now the, the schedule is what it is okay so now i should xyz yeah um it's just you know i keep seeing memes that make me laugh because they're so freaking true it's like the oh man, today I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic and crying in the shower and like <laughs> want to set myself on fire, but like deeply at peace and connected and <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like just like the full range. Yes. Every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think I'm grateful for having been through getting sober. Like that, yeah. I mean, first of all, I'd be in big trouble right now for all of my people um, struggling with substance abuse, um, with a complicated relationship, uh, with something that they call addiction or not. I don't care. That I just want you to know I see you, I feel you. It's real. I am so grateful that I am not an active addict during this time. Mm. For those of you that are, uh, you're not alone and there's stuff online. AA is doing its best, to, you know, the individual chapters to have online meetings. If you've never gone to one, maybe give it a shot now. Be prepared. There are going to be some people that don't know how to use um, Zoom. But, <laughs> uh, you know, my point is this is just such a fragile time for humans. Yeah. And it's um, it's really humbling. And I go back and forth from feeling like a total failure mess to feeling like I'm I've got together and and the parenting thing is such a roller coaster of feeling like I'm kicking ass I'm doing so right by my child to feeling like I don't have the right to have a child <laughs> like literally the swings are that vast and so I have to trust in the average between the two which is like you're doing a solid b minus and that's enough <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, and here we are, and and yoga classes have never felt less necessary and more important simultaneously. Yeah. I don't know what okay is. What is okay? What is okay? For any of it. How do you know when it's okay? I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I saw an ad by NBC. You know, it was one of those, the more you know things. Yeah. And it was Kelly fucking Clarkson <laughs> and a couple other people. And they yeah. were talking about the importance of keeping your routine. And it was directed at parents. And it made, and I, I, I've talked about it before, but I saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> And it was another version. Yeah. And it was like, now is the most important time to keep your routines. It froze? Yeah, we should go fix it, huh? Okay, let's do that. So I, every time I see it, I get, I get a shot of shame. Yeah. Because uh, the routine has changed. <laughs> you know and then like does that make me bad there is still sort of a routine it's just different and then I mean, kelly clarkson wait, came on to tell in the morning there's bed. still food happening you know and and the toilet is being used and everybody's alive but I, I, <laughs> the part of it was like kelly that was did you not did you think that one was a little scary How about something less scary for a little bit? <sighs> I just thought that Kelly Clarkson telling me that I need to adhere to the same routine made me feel like I was a, like a bad parent because like there's some parts of our routine that are wildly different now. Because yeah. you know what? I, it, resources are different now. Yeah. And I know it was supposed to be like, it just made me feel like... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what it was meant to do, but Kelly Clarkson, man, I almost wrote her a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Kelly, I don't understand what ad campaign you took part of, but here's its effect on my nervous system. <laughs> what do you think? How about a teeny bit of Moana? No Moana? Oh, Wreck-It Ralph. Big fans of Wreck-It Ralph over here. Oh. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? I have not Sarah, seen Wreck-It Ralph. Sarah, Sil Sarah Silverman, Silverman is one of the main protagonists. So it's... it's oh, lovely. It's got, it's got my approval. Good themes. What have you. I'm looking for it, baby. So what do you think about online teacher trainings for yogis? I mean, I think we're all going to have to get used to them. <laughs> As it is still the model by which a studio survives. <laughs> um, I think it might open up the door for more teachers, different types of teachers to come through. 
Um, if the financial model is different. Yeah, I, I, that's possible. Um, I think... I think the other potential issue is whether or not um, like when you say other types of teachers, what do you mean? I mean, like, I don't know, somebody in Ohio that doesn't have access to Sure. I don't yeah, know why Ohio, yeah. but like somebody in Iowa that wants to take a training with different types of teachers in it that isn't like a core power training. Yeah. Yeah. Has, you know, like there's a different accessibility to different types of teachers, I think is useful. And the timing of it for people that can't normally take time off work or off of taking care of dependents of any sort, uh, they might be able to do it now. Potentially, yeah. Um, but I, I, to me, I think the uh, you know I've I've been reflecting on this is I'm not actually sure that my qualms about online teacher training. differ all that much from my qualms about just the teacher training in general <laughs> model that we have in general like i mean yes there are some like logistical things that i i think are difficult um and make things more challenging um but then that of course is balanced by people being able to access um people being to access uh teachers in different areas um and uh but I still think you're left with all of the, like, even if you could solve for all of the difficulties of the medium, um, I still think you're left with the same fundamental challenge that's going on in teacher trainings in general, which is that they are just a, they're, they're a financial necessity, which, skews the ability to deliver a good one um uh, not saying it's impossible to deliver a good training but but if the overall um understandably if the overall goal is uh some sort of financial um bar uh to meet then you know you make choices to reach that and sometimes those choices create i i think that sometimes those choices um are a barrier to um training teachers in a way that is 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 valuable um uh i also just think that the and this is where like it doesn't actually differ from the in-person training i just some i just question a lot of the the content that is generally presented in trainings period so you know suspect 
yeah so that that but that isn't that is not um that is not any different whether it's online or in person i will say that i would have gotten will have gotten my way in terms of there not being a a hands-on component in 200 hour trainings oh yes <laughs> Just be a conversation about, you know, how yeah. fucking subject it is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the possibility of getting weird. Getting weird. Up. Getting weird Evolution, online. progress, change. I don't know. I think I'm I, I'm seeing the sunny side of this. Um how many double chins can I make with this? You ready? Everybody that's listening, if you're listening, bring your chin, bring your chin right into your throat. Yeah, there you go. Bring it in, bring it in, and bring it down. Kate, I think your double chin froze the recording. <laughs> I'm not shocked. I'm trying, baby. All right, so let's go over our tips. Quarantine tips. Quarantine tips. Tip number one. Uh, write Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> no. For, for real though, tip number one, I'm going to return to it because it's one I've been struggling with. Try to shower in the morning and make your bed. And there are a bunch of people listening that are like, man, man, this lady's got problems if that's a uh, thing. No, but it's true. It's like, uh, can we make our beds? Do you make your bed? Um, yes, but that's aided by the fact that uh, I am teaching out of my bedroom. Oh. <laughs> um. So it makes it quite uh, necessary to um, make my bed and make my room look moderately presentable. Um, Couldn't you teach out of the living room? Uh, I tried. The light's a little weird in there. It's kind of cramped. I might have to move quite a bit of furniture out of the way to make it make it doable. Huh. I thought that living room was big. Well, it's either like the other thing is like the backdrop then is either like my piano with like sheet music all over it, the TV stand or the like bookshelf slash bar. Um, uh, And I just didn't think it was appropriate to necessarily (laughs) teach in front of a bookshelf with a bar in the middle of it. That Um, is fair. um, So our first tip is to make bed and shower. We know it's hard, but it's helpful. (laughs) All right. What's your tip? I need some advice. What's your tip? I need some advice. Um, 
I've been really like even when it's even when it's shitty outside um I've been forcing myself to eat at least like walk around the block like at the very 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 least every day um like ideally I would like to go on like a longer walk and like listen to a podcast or something like that but even even on the days where it's like really really shitty outside I've just been like going out and like circling Union Square (laughs) and then coming back in um just for my own my own sanity um yeah yeah Frankie and I have been doing that too. We get outside once a day, right? Do I like it? I do. I like that very much. Okay, so that's a good tip. Get outside, shower, make your bed. Uh, feed yourself at least one warm meal a day. No, that is mine. That's my radio. That's not your radio. <laughs> I think it's easy, especially if you're alone, to just be like, I'm just going to like do weird snacks all day. Are you there? Can you hear yes, me? Yes, I can hear you. Hi. Hi, Frankie. Hi. Yeah, so one meal made with love for yourself. One of them should be warm and made with love, right? I feel like that's a good corn tip. Yeah. You're, you're being too quiet. It makes me think you don't agree. Um, no, I agree. I'm... I'm um, I am certainly trying to do that. I don't do much in the way of like odd snacking. So, um, but, but trying to, for me, it's trying to cook. Uh, Cause there are, are a bunch of local restaurants around union square that are still open for yeah. takeout. So sometimes uh, that proves too, too tempting to. But that's uh, a nice warm meal. That's yes, good. Yes. That counts. I think that counts. Um, and then, um, I would say um, this may be controversial. Um, you know, there's a lot out there about like trying to stay connected via Zoom, via FaceTime, via all of these apps that are out there to to make it easy to have like face-to-face um, interaction, even if it's over over the digital sphere. Um, and um, I think one of the things I'm noticing is sometimes that face-to-face interaction and then the dissolution of that face-to-face interaction makes the feeling of isolation more difficult Um, and so just to be sort of like it's okay if you like can't you just can't be on a screen with somebody even though you know connecting is good talking is good there have been multiple times where I've just had to be like no I can't FaceTime I can talk to you on the phone I just can't I can't do the the digital um, visual connection because it's just it, it's just too much right now. Oh, um, I like that. I think that's a fantastic tip. I don't really know how to word it, but it's it's just 
setting boundaries around the way and frequency with which we communicate and connect with other people. Yes. You know, so for some people, it can be highly upregulating. It can be, yeah. you know, to do this hour after hour or just like with certain people it might be yes. like challenging. So it's okay to say no and to set the parameters on how you, hey, no, no, no. That's my radio. It's not your radio. That's mommy's headset. No, this one's mommy's. Thank you. Though. Yeah. I mean, just like setting boundaries. Yeah. I, I yeah. completely support that because this is great for some people. Yes. Not so great for others. And there's like a depend that, you know, and, and a lot of that has to do with like the volume and frequency. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so I think those are, those are good. Those are good tips. Those are good. Those are good tips for the day. Yes. Um, do we have any, yes, please. Any announcements? Um, I think there's going to be a bunch of things. Uh, there's, yeah, there's going to be a bunch of things coming, coming up, but they're not in the coming week. Um, right we'll do now, it, we'll do a J. We'll do a J. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do a dangle. A J. A dangle. We'll call it the J dangle. <laughs> the jangle. <laughs> there are some big things coming up. I can't tell you about there them are now. Some big things coming up. I can't <laughs> tell you about it right now. <laughs> and I want to, but rest assured. I'll be able to tell you about it next week. I think that's a pretty good Jay impression. Yeah, I, that's pretty Jay's good. Jay's got such a good. great voice. It's like, it's so easy to impersonate. <laughs> it's like a gift. It's a gift to me. Jay, your voice is a gift to me. You, Jay, are a gift to me, truly. And all of us. But I just love that I'm capable of... You don't like my Jay Brown impersonation? Frankie thinks you could do better. She thinks I need to work on it. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a puzzle piece that's being shoved down your throat right now? <laughs> no, it's it's this like, I don't know. She wants me to eat it, but it's not an edible thing, Frankie. Frankie, that's not going to make me sick. I mean, that's not going to make me well. It's, um, I don't know. It's an Olaf foam piece for printing, oh. but it for Frankie, it's a cell phone. Oh, sure. It's a clicker. It's a flux capacitor. Oh, I love that you say, I, we've gone over this before, but I love that you say clicker. Oh, clicker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that a, is that a New England thing? I don't, it, it might be a New England thing. I don't know. It's a clicker. That's, but that's always been, that, that's, yeah. It's a bubbler. It's a clicker. And Frankie just farted on air. That was beautiful. <laughs> everybody, everybody heard that, baby. No shame. No shame. Not in the Robinson household. <laughs> no. No, last night we made... Uh-oh. Last night we made <laughs> Robinson soup in the tub. Robin soup. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just Frankie sitting in the tub. It's Robin soup. Well, this has been on roll. <laughs> it sure has. All right. Uh, if you want us to cover certain topics or want to write, you know, a group letter to Kelly Clarkson, just uh, connect with us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. And um, we will be back with you next week. I hope. I hope. Bye. Bye.